It fills my heart with great joy to stand here and speak to this gathering about the ancient and noble practice of yoga that many say has taken the world by storm. I beg to differ. Though today more than 500 million people practice yoga worldwide and close to a billion will adopt yoga as part of their life by 2022, in our view, we are witnessing only the early beginnings of a huge revolution, the likes of which has never been witnessed in the history of civilization. As I stand here in the global city of Seoul, I have no hesitation in saying that in the exciting and challenging times we live in, yoga holds the promise of being the unifier of the world, the catalyst that will enable the realization of the vision of one global community and so bring about real, lasting universal peace and care to every human being and all forms of life. Like the weave of a fabric, my talk of today has a warp and a weft interwoven into each other. We will look at scientific research data about the ways in which yoga can touch our daily lives by helping us get fitter and healthier. And we will also dwell on what yoga can really do, change the very course of evolution of man and the earth. But let us first create a common platform from where we can look at the vast sky of yoga together. Let us start with a basic question. What is it to be human? In the whole sequence of evolution, only man has developed what can be called self-awareness. Only man is capable of saying, I am, I exist, hello. And not just that, man has even learned to say such complex stuff as, I think, therefore I am. To be or not to be is the question or the highly expressive, I love you, I am afraid, or something as complex as, I forgive you. Man is capable of giving his coordinates in space-time, his address, and is capable of recognizing and recording the passing of time. Evolution did take a huge leap here, over only a few tens of thousands of years, of the emergence of man, a very tiny segment of Earth's life. Man has now reached the point where he can even destroy the whole of the Earth, or if he chooses, make it into a heaven. It is indeed a great privilege to be a human being. I would like to show how and why an ancient vision of the universe can hold the key to global wellness. The seeds of this revolution were sown and the soil nurtured over a period of more than 5,000 years. You may be surprised to hear this, but this is not an exaggeration. It emerges from a different view of the history of Earth, which I am about to share with you. It is actually not so much about evolution or civilization, but the history of intelligence. 
Yoga is not just a science of mind, body and soul, but a complete darshana, a complete cosmology. And according to yoga darshana, the yoga vision of creation, the universe has evolved. Life on earth has evolved. But the intelligence that created the universe and the earth has always been there as the supreme intelligence. It has existed in its highest form right since the very dawn of creation. Intelligence, called buddhi, is not a result of evolution. It is its creator in all its vastness and complexity. Creation must owe its order and orderliness to something. And that something is called buddhi in Sanskrit. The cosmic intelligence and the entire web of life has been created, is nurtured and connected to this cosmic intelligence. For human beings to have arrived on this planet, it required many interventions, including cataclysmic events, like the comet that crashed into the earth more than 60 million years back, destroying almost 90% of the species from dinosaurs to the mammoths. Events such as these have happened at least four times in Earth's timeline and even in the process of evolution, genetic mutations occur spontaneously to give an unexpected jump to evolution and man's own rapid evolution point towards the hand of an intelligence that seems to be a very active force of creation, maintenance and destruction that has kept the wheel of life in motion. Let us go back to a time long before man arrived on the planet. It will help us understand the workings of this intelligence. Let us take a look at what is probably the most pervasive and the oldest form of life on earth. It has been around since the very beginning and it seems to be the favored hand of that cosmic intelligence in the creation of the community of the earth. It is the fungi. Fungi are not animals, they are not plants, they are a whole kingdom by themselves. Some biologists call them the third life form apart from plants and animals. And if not for them, we human beings would not be here. It is through hundreds of millions of years of evolution of the fungi and their activity that the earth became habitable for us human beings. Fungi were the first life forms to emerge on earth before even the unicellular organisms like bacteria emerged. When plants appeared on earth, they depended on the network of fungi for the supply of minerals they needed. They formed a symbiotic relationship with the fungi. They provided the fungi with sugar in return for minerals and this relationship proved beneficial for both. After the first animals appeared, another crucial role of the fungi came to the fore, that of disposing of the dead. Decomposer fungi broke down dead animal tissue, which then became the source of nutrition for the plant kingdom. And it is in this way that space is continuously created for new life. Over hundreds of millions of years of evolution, the fungi have formed just beneath the surface a complex web 
which researchers call the wood wide web. The fungi network through the entire forest, connecting the roots of plants and trees to each other and to rocks and other sources of minerals. The network is so dense that one square feet will contain 550 kilometers of fungal spores. The fungi web is nature's internet that traffics in everything the forests need. An information highway that allows trees to communicate and even send out danger signals to each other. This fungi network is so strong that the whole forest functions not like a bunch of trees, but as a single organism. This was created more than a thousand million years ago by that intelligence. Our internet is an infant compared to the complexity of the wood wide web of the fungi. This intelligence of the cosmos has been in operation since the very beginning and it not only made the stars, the galaxies and the earth as we know it today, it did another extremely generous thing which can make us feel that we as a species are indeed the chosen ones. The cosmic intelligence equipped man with the capacity to tap into it. Many ancient civilizations knew how to tap into this intelligence. The architects of the great pyramids, the Egyptian civilization, the Mayans, who had knowledge of interstellar distances and the movements of the stars, and there was the famed civilization of Atlantis, of which we find no trace today. The history of man has been a mixed bag of successes and failures, and among his failures are that he has too often sacrificed peace for passion. This has happened many times. There have been civilizations in the past, prior to the last ice age, that had achieved great peaks and were at the very brink the world is at today. Yes, the crossroads the global community is today at has appeared many times. What man has discovered through science is that he can participate in nature's evolution. He has got it wrong many a time, thinking in terms of dominating nature. But the real opportunity is that he can work hand in hand with it. This is because of his faculty of self-awareness, which only he has. Man has the potential to embody all of the intelligence of creation itself. Just like we have learned through the laws of physics how to put a satellite in space, how to draw energy from an atom, Yoga is the science of doing the same with human consciousness. Yoga is about learning the laws that govern human and cosmic intelligence. Man has for millennia been led by religion and cults. But this is the age of individual evolution, where every man takes responsibility for himself and his own personal evolution. And yoga as a tool has been specifically created to facilitate the fruition of this phase of man's evolution. Historically, there have been two approaches to the development of consciousness, through religion and lately through science. Yoga is about a third approach, which allows us to tap into the evolutionary intelligence and we are here today to talk about this possibility for which the ancients have preserved this science in India. Because if we can find a way to change the very consciousness of man, to elevate it, 
that would be the solution to the deadlock that we as a global community find ourselves locked in for a few centuries now. This knowledge is not so much about what can be written down in a technical manual as it is an ability to tap into or download, if you like, the intelligence of the cosmos. And so this is not old or dead knowledge. It is literally a flow, ever fresh, like the river, coming straight from the very source of creation. One of the reasons why this knowledge has survived is because the custodians of this knowledge did not use the power to tap into the cosmic intelligence to expand and dominate. Their line of inquiry was not how to make the most destructive weapon to dominate humanity. Their question was more like how to find lasting peace and bliss. What is inquiry into the truth? How to overcome suffering? Who am I? Where do I come from? And it is from the quest to find these answers that the great knowledge stream called yoga has emerged and continues to flow. And because these questions were rooted in the values of inclusiveness of humanity and all of creation, the knowledge of yoga has survived the rise and fall of many societies and civilizations. <laughs>